Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello everyone and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about affiliate marketing, how you can get new skills about this topic if you want to earn additional money, passive income. And I'm excited to discuss this topic with Dave Mack. How are you? I'm good, Anatoly. How you how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great because awesome. I'm in Florida, you know. Yeah, uh, we have evening, but uh, still uh, sunny day. So, <laughs> you know, I think that... Uh, uh, our nature always has good weather, you know, because mm. uh, of your mind. You know, if you believe that weather is good, it's good. <laughs> okay. Exactly. It's, it's all mindset, right? Yeah. Uh, mm. Okay. Before we start, just tell more about your experience, background, and you can share your stories. Because, you know, I check out your LinkedIn profile. You uh, travel to many countries. You know, you uh, saw this world. So it's interesting why you decided to live in Japan right now and uh, about affiliate marketing, why you decided to take this topic? Sure, sure. So um, I'm Dave Mack. Um, I uh, actually, I was born in Scotland, which is mm -hmm. uh, why I've got this very pale complexion. But I grew up in Australia and um, I've, I've uh, I moved to Japan in 2006 and mm -hmm. um, I was very excited about the move to Japan. I thought, you know, this is a, a country that's super different. I'm going to love living here. And I got to Japan and then I thought, oh, it's going to be a little bit more difficult than I expected. Um, mm -hmm. I, I omitted to learn Japanese, right? So I didn't speak Japanese. Um, and I had just assumed, well, I speak English. I'll be okay. And uh, so I got to Japan. It was a bit more difficult. I was going to struggle to find a job. And uh, fortunately, I had a remote working job that I went to Japan with. So I was okay for a little while, but I was a bit worried, you know, what's going to happen when that remote working job ends? And uh, so I started uh, looking around on the internet for how I could make money. And um, that's how I, I stumbled on affiliate marketing. And I, um, I kind of messed around for about a year you know, trying out this, trying out this, trying out this and, and spending lots of different money on courses and things like that. And um, I, I didn't really get anywhere, but um, I was gradually building up some experience that would help me later on. And I, I had my first kind of break in about 2007 and started mm -hmm. making a bit of money on ClickBank and uh, things just took off from there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice, nice. Love your yeah. story now. Good. Uh, okay, uh, let's talk more about affiliate marketing. For example, if mm. uh, someone wanna start uh, this niche uh, to earn money with that, uh, what's the first step uh, from your experience? Um, okay, so for the, I, I would say if someone's thinking about um, making money with affiliate marketing. Um, yeah. they should focus first on the psychology of why someone's going to buy something. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. So usually when people start affiliate marketing, what they do is they, you know, they, they focus on the, how to do it, how to sell. And they focus mm -hmm. on the, how can I set up a blog? I need to learn WordPress. I need to get the best plugins. I need to get a, 
a good theme and they spend you know um weeks weeks maybe months finding the best theme that they can for their blog you know because they want to make that look great for someone that arrives on their their blog and um they they do all this kind of stuff around the actual selling mm-hmm. um and what i would say to anyone that's wanting to get started with affiliate marketing is focus on the why someone's going to buy something the psychology of of affiliate marketing and um when i kind of went that way that's uh that's when i started to make money mm-hmm. yeah and, i believe uh, if you yeah yeah because you know uh most customers want to get value first you know <laughs> if uh they don't buy from unrecognizable brands uh, so if you mm-hmm. help them if you support if you share value so uh, yeah it's a good reason to give something back you know <laughs> because mm-hmm. uh you can provoke this feeling uh guilt you know give something back to me because uh of your value that's why many companies uh provide educational content share value uh for example um uh, it's interesting technique uh when you buy a book uh some offers can uh share uh the first chapter for free uh, when you read it and you know this stuff is quality it's better to read the whole book uh and uh, or for example uh if someone want to use uh, online tool that's okay if you use a free version or demo version so yeah yeah i completely agree with you uh okay uh, for uh, newbies um uh, what do you think yes. uh, uh is it good idea to uh, start today affiliate marketing because we have such competition uh, or it's better to find some new directions where a competition is low uh, what do you think about that uh i would say there's never been more competition in affiliate marketing but there's never been more opportunity and it's never mm-hmm. been easier to get into affiliate marketing so i would say for a newbie if you're ready to get started um today's the day you can do it and you know throughout uh, throughout this stream i'm happy to share my insights about how they could do that Okay, okay. Yeah, sure, sure. It's interesting to know. <laughs> okay. So, uh, going back to the psychology aspect, um when I first started affiliate marketing, um one of the the things that I struggled with the most was finding people that actually wanted to buy, right? So, I could get I could get some people to my blog or some people to my website, but um I would be spending all of my time persuading them and trying to turn them around and turn them into a a buyer and then send them on to um the vendor's offer and that's a lot of hard work you know i didn't have a list or anything like that all i did was i was able to get pages seo'd um and in a reasonably good position in google to get some traffic but I was having to act as this kind of pre-sales person and 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 sell um sell the idea of at the time it was registry cleaning software. Okay, so software like RegCure. You know, you need this, you know, this is going to speed up your computer, that kind of thing. And again, that's a lot of hard work. So, if you're a newbie starting today, you can put in all that hard work or you can go a much easier way if you focus on the psychology of of why people want to buy something 
Um, and instead of starting at the beginning of the process, instead of starting when someone is maybe interested in losing weight, but don't know why, or they don't know how rather. So do they want to exercise? Do they want to diet? Do they want to do something else? Instead of that, focus on the other end of the funnel. Someone's already convinced they need to buy something. Someone's already convinced about what it is they need for themselves. Go to that part of the funnel and just say, hey, that thing you want, it's over here. Click on my affiliate link to get there. Um, and that's the easiest way to do it. So, um, oh, sorry, you're on. Sorry, you're on mute. Uh, you mentioned about psychology. Uh, it's interesting about that. Uh, for example, uh, you live in Japan, and I'm pretty yeah. sure that people in Japan have different psychology uh, with people in the US, in Ukraine, and other countries. For example, uh, yes. I. Yeah, I I have been living all my life in Ukraine, but right now in the US, I can see that we are different. You know, it's not that someone good or bad. Uh, we are different, different mentality. Yes. Can you tell more, uh, for example, uh, how to pay attention with that? Uh, I mean, like uh, with customs or any other stuff uh, before learning psychology, for example, if uh, you're going to cover uh, Japanese people, yeah, your audience uh, from Japan, do you need to consider it or uh, you can use some generic methods to learn uh, your target audience, for example, to limit with uh, demographic data, I don't know, like male, female, age, what do you think about that? Oh, okay, so um, I would say When you're focused on, on most parts of the world, regardless of culture, what I'm going to show you today, what I'm going to talk about today, you could use it generally, right? There's no kind of culture. There's not really a cultural um, aspect to this, right? It, it's really quite mm -hmm. simple. Um, having said that, I've never tried it in Japan. <laughs> and I don't think I would waste my time trying it in Japan because the Japanese culture around business and buying and selling and all that kind of thing, it is completely different to, mm -hmm. I don't think there's anywhere in the world that's quite like it. And mm -hmm. um, it's a long kind of winding process, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, the easiest way to imagine it is as an essay at high school, mm -hmm. you know, at high school in, Certainly, certainly in Australia or America, you know, when you're taught how to write an essay, you're taught to kind of start conclusion first. So your conclusion, backup data, conclusion, right? Mm -hmm. In Japan, it's the exact opposite. An essay is more like a whodunit. You know, you start from the high level detail and you go all the way around and around and around to the, to the main point. And that's kind of how selling is as well. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I got that. Too time consuming for me. <laughs> okay, uh, can you tell uh, how is important to gain your loyal audience before started uh, any affiliate marketing? Because uh, uh, I often see when uh, someone is trying to 
submit affiliate links without having this uh, loyal audience, uh, yeah, with low engagement. Do you think is it a good idea or it's better to pay attention to get loyal audience, to build them, uh, to educate them, you know, and when the right time will come to start it? Or uh, they can use some different methods. Can, what do you think about that? So I would say I've kind of experienced both. So mm-hmm. um, on my YouTube channel, um, mm-hmm. I've got a loyal audience and um, I have a relationship with that audience and I talk to them in the comments and I, you know, I, I, I really try to stay in touch with them as much as possible. And so when, you know, I'm recommending a particular product in a video or something like that, then that relationship is very important because, you know, they trust me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the relationship is super important. But for for some newbie strategies that you can use, the relationship's not important at all because we to, to do the newbie strategy, we leverage an existing relationship that the person has that we don't mm-hmm. need to be part of. We're just jumping into the middle and going, hey, here's the affiliate yeah. link. Click this. Okay, finish. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh can you tell how to surround text uh uh you know for example we have the link yeah just blue link but you know we need to surround this link with text that will provide a strong reason to click this link you know yes uh, can you share practical tips how to do it what kind of information we need to submit uh around this link you know and to give this reason yeah to open this link um so there's there's many things you can do like you could do what they do on sales pages you can use things like false scarcity in your text mm-hmm. and stuff you can say we have to order today or the discount's gone or you have to order today there's only three remaining or something like that right mm-hmm. um but that that only works you know until people are smart enough to understand hang on it's a digital product you know they're not limited you know they're mm-hmm. they're, they're unlimited right um but what what I would say is it really depends on the psychology of the, the person you're trying to attract to your page in the first place. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what matters is not the appearance of the page. Mm-hmm. What matters is what it actually says. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you are getting cold traffic coming to your page you know people that have no idea what the offer is mm-hmm. um there and you need to convince them then the writing has to be pretty good the writing mm-hmm. has got to be you know kind of convincing and persuasive and so it needs to follow a kind of um copywriting formula like you need to get their attention you know you need to Say something like, you know, you got to take these pills, or you're gonna get, uh, you're gonna get this particular, you know, problem before, you know, before the year's up, or something like that. Um, if uh, you are attracting traffic who already knows about the offer, then um, it's a different story. Then basically, you've got to write, you know, what's good about the product, what's bad about the product, have you tried the products, that kind of thing, and give them a reason to click through. You know, mm-hmm. the discount, yeah. there's a discount that's valid now, but I don't know when the discount's ending. 
that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, lo love it. You know, um, uh, today uh, I had a talk with, with a potential client. And, mm. you know, when I check out his website, I found that all writing, uh, I don't know, you know, it's really to tell uh, was poor, uh, uh, you know, a lot of grammar mistakes, uh, a lot yeah. of uh, hard written sentences, even in the first three sentences, uh, I got a passive voice, you know, uh, I don't uh -huh. know how it, <laughs> it's possible to write, even if you use some tools, uh, these tools can provide much better writing than mm -hmm. uh, that, uh, that I found on this website. Can you tell how to improve this writing? And for example, uh, the second issue that I have with many clients, even big clients, some of them have, uh, you know, a million sales uh, in a month. And they usually tell me, you know, I have no time to uh, pay attention creating content. Uh, I need to develop, innovate my products. Uh, I have huge competition. Can you tell uh, how to decide this problem? Uh, and yeah, uh, and I think at that point we have uh, two types. The first type, you need to improve your writing or you need to hire someone else. Can you share from your experience how to decide uh, all these problems? Um, so... The the short answer to that is it comes down to actually down to testing, right? Mm -hmm. It if you're for example if you're sending paid traffic to a particular page, or you're you're ranking on that uh, you're doing SEO and ranking that particular page, it ultimately comes down to testing. So mm -hmm. um, you need to test a variation of um, writing styles, right? Um, to to find out what's going to work, but um, to improve your writing, the you mentioned passive voice. To improve your writing, that is probably, I would say, that is the number one thing you need to get rid of is passive voice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And one of the best ways to remove passive voice is to get rid of ING words and to get rid of LY words, like adverbs. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm ditch the adverbs and ditch the gerunds and your writing is going to be super much better and write in short mm -hmm. sentences. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think uh, guys, uh, I want to share something from my experience. The best way to improve writing to write just write every single day. You know? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. If you a great uh, book offers, usually write uh, a thousand words a day. They don't search for excuses why they can't do it today. Uh, Probably they have bad mood or uh, something. Uh, other factors can impact their writing. They uh, take away all these excuses because it's job. You know, just do this job. Uh, and you know, it's the same. For example, to read a book how to play soccer. You know, you can read ten books, a hundred books how to play soccer. But if you don't play, you never will be good player. Yeah, you need to practice and act a lot. So uh, for me, you know, writing uh, and the second way, if you uh, don't like to write, that's okay. You know, that's normal. You know, you can be, uh, you can improve your uh, other uh, strengths, uh, hire someone else. Don't search for uh, uh, cheap stuff, you know, for uh, low prices. It's better to uh, search for uh, experience, real experience. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you know, Dave, 100%. I have the question. Yeah, I have the question for you. For example, if um, uh, can you give me a reason 
to buy your uh, affiliate marketing course. Why uh, I need to buy it and uh, what kind of value can I get after learning your course? Um, so my courses are a little bit different to mm -hmm. um, the other courses that are out there in that I actually show you what to do, but I'm also showing it to you working. So I actually do a case study in the course. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. so whether it's my Microsoft Ads course or my Native Ads course, I actually show you what I'm, what I'm, what you know. Usually, you just get the steps: do this, do this, do this. Okay, you're going to be a millionaire. Um, but in my course, I've got, of course, I've got the steps, but I've also got, okay, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Or this is, I did this one. Let's go behind the scenes and look at all the all the moving parts. Mm -hmm. yeah nice nice uh do you give some homework for example how to uh practice how to find the right way where to go because affiliate marketing i think is big you know yeah it's not like one place where i can submit links and uh, get revenue can you share more practical tips how people can uh learn from that uh so uh You mean like uh, a, a tip about how to actually make money with affiliate marketing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, sure. So, what I would recommend—I I alluded to it before—don't focus on the front of the funnel; focus on the end of the funnel. Um, mm -hmm. And so, what I would say is to anyone that's thinking of getting started in affiliate marketing now, it's really, really simple. Go and find a product that you want to promote. Find a product that looks like it's popular. If you go to a site like ClickBank, you can see what's popular because you can order products in popularity order. Um, but you can do that kind of thing on most networks or you can find out how much their earnings per clicker. And so you find a popular product and uh, you find a product that's got a pretty nice catchy name. Okay, so you don't want a product with a name like um, how to make your back better. That's a terrible name. Okay. Mm -hmm. You want uh, you want uh, a name like Back Gamma or something like that. You know, something that's going to, people are going to remember. And um, then what I would do is set up a page. Uh, and that page, it can be on a free site like Google Sites. You can uh, say, you know, Back Gamma is a great product. This is how it helps your back. Um This is how you can order and it's only available online. Click here now and then um, advertise that page in Google ads or Bing ads on the product mm -hmm. name, subject to the terms of the products, subject to the affiliate terms, if they allow that. Advertise on the product name and um, make your ad clear that it's about this particular product and you'll get clicks from people who already know about the product so they don't need to be persuaded they just need that final push which they're going to get from your page and they're going to click mm -hmm. your affiliate link and you're going to get the commission uh can you tell more about creating landing page uh, where are you uh link uh You know, where you are going to get links from uh, Google Ads, Bing Ads, uh, how to create this page? Because uh, uh, I'm not sure it's simple, you know, <laughs> or uh, we have a bunch of templates, uh, but we are living in the world with personalization. So uh, 
yeah, provide more insights about landing page. Sure, 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 sure. So, um, first, let me let me just qualify what I'm about to say, and mm-hmm. that some of my most successful landing pages look terrible. <laughs> um, they look like literally they look like something you would find on Craigslist, like a page on Craigslist, right? They look terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because over the years I've found that sometimes they convert better. Uh-huh. Um, so um, it's not, not necessarily what I like to look at, but if it converts better, then I'm quite happy with that. But basically um, the landing page can be designed again by you go to a free site like sites.google.com or you go to there's uh another another free landing page designer out there called system.io um so you can design a landing page very simply that way or you can install wordpress yourself and there's a free plugin you can get to design landing pages called Elementor. Mm-hmm. And that allows you to kind of block by block put your landing page together, right? But as mm-hmm. for how I design it, basically what I would start with is just a headline. Again, I, based on what kind of traffic I'm attracting, but let's assume it's the traffic that I just talked about, like people that mm-hmm. already know about the product. I would have a headline about the product and then I would have information that's relevant to someone who already knows about the product. For example, what are they going to want to see? They're going to want to see maybe some review information. They're going to want to see some maybe some points about um, – what it can do or some of the benefits that it has, right? That maybe they started to watch the video on the uh, the sales letter, but they stopped watching the video because it was too long. So they just want to get some brief information about, you know, what are the benefits? Um, and then, you know, you want to have a call to action. Super, super simple page. Mm-hmm. Again, you got Sorry for interruption, but when you yeah. mentioned super, super simple page, I got it. I need to upload yeah. you. <laughs> so, so thank you. But um, so in this, uh, in, in this situation, um, the people know about the product. They don't need to be convinced. They just need that final push. So mm-hmm. your pages, your simple page is going to do that for them. And that's why newbies can get started. Now, mm-hmm. the the other part of your question, I think, related to Google Ads and, and Microsoft Ads, right? Yeah. Um, so, of course, you can get you can design a page, and you can go and get backlinks and spend lots of money on backlinks, and um, and then try and do all these SEO techniques. Maybe do a course on SEO, and hope that you're going to be able to get that page ranked. But um, Remember, the page is super simple. So the chances of us getting that ranked are probably pretty low, right? Because mm-hmm. Google and more, more now Bing as well, they are looking at things, ranking factors like the age of the domain and how long the page has been up and, you know, all this kind of thing. And so um, the chances of us getting onto page one, let alone position one, are pretty low. So the alternative to that 
is to run paid ads. So in Google ads or Microsoft ads, they allow us to advertise on Google or Bing respectively. And um, so we can run an ad targeting a particular keyword. And so if someone types in, let's say our product is the example we use was back gamma. So let's say someone types into Google back gamma, we can have our ads show up potentially in position one on that page mm-hmm. above all the search results. And our ad can be something simple as looking for back gamma. Here it is. Get instant access today. Something mm-hmm. like that. Or get free shipping today. And someone clicks on our ad. They go through to our landing page. They get that final push. We've paid a little bit for the ad, but we get our commission. And, you know, the difference between paid ads and SEO is that with SEO, you still have to pay money. It's just the money is more hidden because you're spending money with, say, buying backlinks or you're spending money on courses or you're spending money in your own time to get the page ranked, you know? Yeah. I, so I think, you know, yeah. It's a balance, you know? I think, you know, all marketing channels have advantages and disadvantages, you know, because SEO is a, is a long game, you know, it's a really long game. You need to be patient to create high quality yeah. content, to use content marketing, to build your authority, trust, uh, hard structure. But, you know, for online shops, it's a must have, you know, for many businesses. Oh, yeah, it's a must have. But for some simple pages where you sell one product, why not? Yeah, you can use uh, affiliate marketing. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm interested more about uh, Google ads and uh, Microsoft ads because when I open uh, accounts, um, in most cases, I provide SEO, organic reach. But when I open these settings, you know, man, a lot of settings. I don't know what I need to set up. Ten years ago, by the way, I did it. Ten years ago, uh, I remember when I started uh, some my first paid eight campaigns. That was not hard like today, you know. Yeah, I just uh, and cost per click was around uh, five cents. Today we can see <laughs> five dollars uh, for some niches, hundred dollars. Can you tell more? For example, uh, how do I know that uh, my money, my money will be work uh, to get uh, target leads, you know, uh, good okay. customers, and uh, yeah, how to to find uh, uh, buying persona for these landing pages? Sure. So um, with our back gamma example, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a brand bidding example. So we're just going after the product name, right? Um, we're just going after people who are typing into Google buy back gamma or back gamma review or where do mm-hmm. I buy back gamma? Stuff like that. And in that case, there's... Um, a kind of something that's a little bit scary about that. And that is your cost per click is going to be very, very high, potentially mm-hmm. up to $10 per click. Okay. And maybe for some products that have been around for a really long time that sell well, mm-hmm. it's maybe going to be higher than that. Mm-hmm. But the chances of you making a conversion are super high. Mm-hmm. Like I would say in my... I mean, this is a this is a guess, 
but I would say overall, I you know, you've got a 20% chance of people converting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Um, whereas if you're if you're targeting more general keywords, um, mm-hmm. and those more general keywords could be like something like lose weight or mm-hmm. back pain or something like that, right? Um, those cheaps, those cheaps, those clicks are going to be mm-hmm. much cheaper, right? Mm-hmm. But um, they are they are going to be, you know, ninety nine point nine percent no chance of ever converting, mm-hmm. right? So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to install tracking, and then you're going to have to work out which keywords do convert, and then you're going to have to narrow down from this big set of keywords that you started with kind of which ones are working. So you're kind of building a funnel. So that's Mm -hmm. where um, the ads becomes a much longer term game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Adjusting to make sure that you're only targeting the keywords that will convert for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you think about Facebook ads? Because most most paid marketers consider Google and Facebook in most cases. What do you think about Facebook? Um, So personally, I haven't really done much with Facebook. Mm -hmm. I've tried on and off, but I haven't done a lot with Facebook. Um, And I I, I think part of the reason is I was a little bit late to the Facebook party. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the, all the good and easy targeting stuff that you used to be able to do with Facebook is gone by the time I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, from what I've heard from people, you can make a killing on Facebook, but mm-hmm. as far as account bans go, they're stricter than Google. Like mm-hmm. they'll just ban accounts for no reason. Mm-hmm. Even more no reasons than Google will, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a risky kind of. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say it's. I shouldn't say it's risky. It's it's one of those things that if you start making money with Facebook ads, which you definitely can, you need to also kind of you need to also start thinking about your risk, right? Because that could be gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. Got it. Down. You need yeah, to you need to be thinking mm-hmm. about other traffic sources too. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, got it. Uh, it's better to pay attention with uh, search. Uh, can you tell how to find these target keywords? Do you use uh, some tools to find them? And uh, even more, uh, how to filter out these broad keywords? Uh, for example, weight loss. Yeah, you mentioned about weight uh-huh. loss. Uh, it's not good for landing page if. Uh, uh, this landing page sells uh, some weight loss supplement. Uh, I don't know for uh, women in age. I don't know exactly. Just uh, it probably not good example. But uh, uh, can you tell more about filtering out uh, bad keywords uh, or uh, not converting keywords? Sure, sure. Um, so, in my experience, for paid ads, people tend to go about the keyword research a little bit backwards, all right? So what people do is they start with the keyword research and they spend hours inside keyword planning tools and then mm-hmm. they go and set up their ads based on those keywords, mm-hmm. right? What I think is a better approach is to um, set up your ad 
and start running your ad on a broad keyword mm -hmm. and then work out which so so when i say broad keyword what i mean is let's say we're talking about weight loss so let's say um the the broad keyword so it's basically just weight loss and what google ads or microsoft ads will do is they will send you traffic for anything that's related to weight loss so if someone mm -hmm. types in weight loss supplements and you're bidding high enough your ad's going to show for that if someone types in what exercises are best to lose fat around my belly your ad's probably going to show assuming your budget's high enough and mm -hmm. what you'll do is you'll get this mass flood of traffic and um, you'll make some sales and what you can do is you can go into your tracking tool so you have to have some kind of tracking installed and you can go into your tracking tool and you can see that this particular keyword seems to convert quite well but this keyword never converts so for example weight loss on its own never converts or it converts one in 1,000 or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. But weight loss supplements converts at, you know, two in 100, something like that, right? Mm -hmm. so, okay, I'm going to keep that, right? And I'm going to turn, and what you can do in Google Ads or Microsoft Ads is turn off the ones that are not working for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you can say weight loss doesn't work, so I'm going to turn that one off, but I'm going to keep weight loss supplements. And nice. you just keep that's you start with this big set of data and you just start narrowing it down. And that's the most important thing with um, being an affiliate as you as you grow as an affiliate. Um, you need to kind of see yourself more as a tester than as an affiliate. Mm hmm. Nice. Because, nice. you know, when people throw around terms like affiliate marketer and media buyer and stuff, that makes you feel, oh, I'm a media buyer. Woohoo. Right. But <laughs> if you just see yourself as a tester, then your job is very clear and you take the emotion out of it. And when you take mm -hmm. the emotion out of things, that's when you make better decisions and you're more likely to make more money. Mm -hmm. Nice. Got it. Uh yeah yeah interesting idea uh, and okay if we sell one specific product mm. uh is it possible good idea to uh find only branded keywords you know uh, about this product uh, and don't touch uh, some related keywords or broad terms even for example weight loss supplements yeah uh, mm. they probably convert but uh if we set up only for branded keywords with the name of this product people might are looking for this product what do you think about that so um i would say it's good to try both right but mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. good to have a strategy of doing both right so what i would do is i would start off i would always have tracking installed and i would start off by targeting the brand name and I would put that brand name in uh, as I when I put that keyword into Microsoft Ads or Google Ads, I would put that keyword in in quotes. Right. So let's say our product is called ABC Diet. When I put that keyword in, I would put it in quotes. And what that means is when someone types in a search um, with any words, um, as long as it includes ABC Diet our ad is going to show up for that 
search term. So they mm-hmm. could type in, um, they could type in literally anything, you know, how do you have a tea party ABC diet? I mean, they're not going to, but they could type that in and our ad would show up because it's got ABC diet in there. Right. Mm-hmm. So what that's going to do is that's going to allow us to capture all the people that know about ABC diet, whether they're typing, I want a review of ABC diet, or they're typing, I want to buy ABC diet, or they're typing, where do I buy ABC diet? All of those keywords are going to show our ad. And so we're going to get a lot of clicks. And a lot of those, because they're all people that know about ABC diet, a lot of them are going to convert. Mm-hmm. Additionally, in our tracking tool, we're going to get all of those extra keywords they're typing in. And so we're going to start to get insights on what people that buy our product are searching on, mm-hmm. you know, like what other kind of things they talk about when they're typing the search. And that will give us insights when we go beyond brand bidding and we start focusing on more general keywords. We've kind of got the seeds of the keywords that we're going to target. Mm-hmm. nice nice love it yeah you know <laughs> interesting you know even uh, uh, uh you know from my experience when you uh uh learn something new you know it's excited you know it's enjoyable yeah. process because uh in digital marketing it's a huge topic you know you can't learn anything but uh, i usually pay more attention with organic reach seo but yeah you, you share really valuable stuff it's interesting you know yeah it's a big pleasure it's a big pleasure to learn from you you know to get all the stuff i never thought about uh, creating landing pages and set up uh, paid marketing google ads and microsoft ads for new products yeah it's interesting idea guys and uh, i just uh, have the last question you know sure. uh, my my money talks yeah uh, What kind of money do you need to have, uh, the average money, to start any affiliate marketing compared with paid ads? For example, uh, um, it's not a good idea if I have $10 or uh, $50 to start paid ads when uh, you need to pay for click, uh, I don't know, like $5, $10. What do you think? uh, What is the average uh, budget it's better to have when you start these campaigns? Okay. So, very good question. So, um, If you so, so there's a few things to consider here. The cost of the click is very high if you're brand bidding, right? Mm-hmm. But the number of clicks, the volume is going to be kind of low, relatively, mm-hmm. right? Of course, as the product gets more popular, you're going to get more clicks, right? But the number of clicks is relatively low. If you target a word, general word like weight loss, you're going to get a bazillion clicks, right? But when you're targeting ABC diet, there's only a, a fixed number of people that are looking for that product. So your, your clicks will be low. Um, having said that, I would, I would recommend that anyone who's getting started start when they've got about $200 to spend on ads. Mm-hmm. And um, what I would say is that they need to set in Google Ads or Microsoft Ads, they need to set a daily budget of $100 to get started. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. importantly, it doesn't mean that they're actually going to spend that $100. But to be able to get some clicks, they need to set their daily budget at $100. 
they they might actually only end up spending 30 bucks in a day mm-hmm. but um the way the way it works is let's say you're bidding f- let keep it round numbers so it's easy cuz you know it's still early in the morning here so my math is not <laughs> so good so um let's say you're paying $10 a click that's that's on the super high end generally you'd be paying about 5 bucks but let's say you're paying $10 a click mm-hmm. and your daily budget is $20 you're probably not going to get any clicks at all because Bing and uh, Bing, Microsoft and Google, what they're going to do is they're going to look at your daily budget and say it's only 20 bucks, but he's bidding 10 bucks per click. So I, I'm a little bit, I'm going to go over his budget if I show this ad too many times, right? So the, the algorithm or the AI or whatever it is, um, is going to be too, concerned about showing the ad because it's going to push us over budget that it's not going to give us very many impressions. And so the likelihood is we don't get any clicks. So what you need to do is you need to be able to tell the um, algorithm that it's okay. I've got some budget to spend. And so if you open your budget up, so I've got a daily budget of a hundred dollars, you know, and it's ten dollars a click. Well, now I can now I can afford ten clicks a day. Mm-hmm. And as you get a few clicks, Google or Bing is going to work out. Well, actually, I don't need to charge him ten dollars a click because you know the person that's bidding highest below him is only bidding at four dollars. So you know I can I can only charge him six bucks. So then you're going to get more clicks, and it learns about your campaign. And um, so yeah, you need to have about a hundred dollar a day budget. But mm-hmm. having said that, the case study that's in my paid ads course, um, I had a, I think I had a hundred dollar budget a day, and I only ended up spending a hundred dollars in a week, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was to make a profit of about two hundred and ten dollars, a revenue nice. of two hundred and ten dollars. So that's that's a hundred and ten dollars profit. Out of a hundred nice, spend. Nice. Yeah. Well explained. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Number stock right now. <laughs> okay, Dave. Yeah, it's a big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you. You you share a lot of value. Yeah. Uh, tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you, buy your affiliate marketing course. Um, yeah, so look. Um, anyone that's watching, uh, if you want to catch up with me and you want to see these case studies in action for free, I recommend you go to my YouTube channel. Um, you can find me just by typing in Dave Mac Clickbank in the search bar, or you can get a direct link there by going to my website, davemac.media. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, look, uh, thanks for giving me a shout out. And Anatoly, I've, I've really enjoyed being on your show today. Nice, nice. Okay, guys, thanks for listening and watching us. Listen us on Google, Apple, Spotify. You can find all links to Dave's account, to his YouTube channel, affiliate marketing programs, to his uh, website, social media accounts uh, on the description below. 
thanks a lot. A, a big pleasure, you know, Dev. Yeah, it, it's really uh, for me. Um, you know, um, when you phone this time uh, early in the morning, uh, for me it's uh, late in the evening. But you know, I love this uh, our talk, our chat. That was fun. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.